Welcome to Feel Better, Be Better. I am your host, Dinara, and I'm on a mission to help you support your health and reconnect with your body so you can thrive as you go through life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight. Hope you're doing well. I have to say it's the end of March and it is so nice to feel the spring. We just passed the equinox, meaning now the days are going to become longer than nights. And you know, I notice my mood changes. It's lighter in the evening and just overall have that sense of renewal. So things like sunshine, brighter light is definitely helping me stay more positive, even though I'm in my luteal phase of my cycle. And I don't experience major symptoms of PMS nowadays like I used to, yet I still do notice that every cycle, depending on how much stress is present in my life, it affects my PMS symptoms pretty significantly. And I have to admit that in the last couple of weeks, so I'm in the second half of my cycle now in my luteal phase, and sort of two, three weeks in the last two, three weeks, I've been a little busy and a little stressed. I've mentioned before that I'm taking semester of learning French at a university on top of full-time work in my business and on top of other numerous projects that I have going on. So with all of that, We also had exams at the university. And honestly, I haven't taken exams in a very long time. And adding exams on top of everything everything else that I have going on, I just felt a little bit more stressed and overwhelmed this time around than usual. And because of that, I have noticed how my PMS is just so much more prominent during this time around specifically the way that it shows up for me is it just creates a lot of irritability I have difficulties dealing with stressful situation and just in general I just feel much more emotional so this is the reason that today I want to speak about the challenges of the second phase of the cycle And if you're somebody that experiences a pretty challenging second half of your cycle, this episode is for you. So today I want to talk about PMS and also PMDD. If you don't know what PMDD is, no worries, I will explain. So let's start with PMS. So PMS stands for premenstrual syndrome. And it's essentially a collection of symptoms women can experience about seven to 14 days before their period. Although a discomfort that women go through is not normal because it's so widely accepted in the society that we have PMS, and it's so common that we basically accept it as normal. So let's break down some simple physiological processes. And actually, let me help you define what's normal and what's not. So in the second half of your cycle, or otherwise known as luteal phase, your dominating hormone is progesterone if you have an active menstrual cycle. You also have estrogen that is produced, yet it's produced in the much lesser amounts. 
So progesterone is your chill pill. It's kind of like, it's the hormone that makes you relax. It calms your nervous system. It stabilizes your mood. It just makes you feel calmer overall. If you're like, Dinara, what you're describing is exact opposite of how I'm usually feeling. It's just, it's first of all, know that it's normal, but it also means that you either don't produce enough progesterone or your ratio between estrogen and progesterone is too significant. And that hormone imbalance in between those two hormones is what's creating a lot of symptoms and discomfort associated with this time of the month. Of course, you definitely not along with in it. And there's so many women that experience it. And we frankly live in the sort of epidemic of low progesterone. And one of the biggest reasons for it is our lifestyle and specifically stress. If you're experiencing a lot of stress throughout your month, if your nervous system is constantly jacked up, and maybe you're constantly in this fight or flight mode, your body will produce cortisol, which is the hormone that our body produces in response to stress. Cortisol and progesterone are actually derived from the same mother hormone. So progesterone is the hormone that is its entire goal is to prepare you for safe pregnancy so you get pregnant and essentially have a baby. And cortisol is the hormone that protects you from danger. So both of those hormones are released in response to a certain function that your body is performing. And from your body's perspective, it is much more important to save you from danger than having a baby. So if you're stressed, you're producing more cortisol, which actually takes away from progesterone, which then creates a lot of this discomfort in the second half of our cycle. So monitor this for yourself and see when you stress too much, or maybe there are months where you typically stress a little bit too much, see how your period arrives and whether your PMS feels more intense. So start noticing that for yourself, because once you begin to notice those things, you'll be able to have more control over it. So what is normal in the second half of your cycle? Well, it's normal to go a little bit more internal, have less interest in social gatherings, maybe feel a little less energetic and outgoing in general, maybe have this desire to cancel plans and not be out. It's also normal to be more hungry and have slightly higher cravings for sweets and some salty things and also some carbs. And also normal to want to sort of focus on tasks where everybody just leaves you alone and you just get to work. It's not normal to be completely fatigued, experience migraines, bloating, excess water retention, feel extremely irritated, moody, weepy, and emotional for practically no reason. And I can tell you that I've been on both sides of the spectrum and with lifestyle changes, eating and exercising and adjusting my life to my menstrual cycle, to the fluctuating ebb and flow of the hormones, I've completely transformed my experience of PMS and of my cycle in general.
And most of the time now, I actually look forward to the second half of my cycle because it allows me to relax. I become more, frankly, more productive because I enjoy doing tasks on my own. I'm more efficient and I'm quite shameless when it comes to asking for support during this time. And I also don't ever feel bad if I have to cancel plans. I I'm very honest with people why I do it. And it also allows me to have way more powerful conversations with people and sort of stand in my own power. And I highly recommend you do that in your life as well. And also, I want you to know that feeling calm, rested, have good night's sleep in the second half of the cycle is available to you too. So now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about PMDD, which is basically PMS on acid. So PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I will use the description from International Associations for Premenstrual Disorders, which I'll also link in the show notes. And if you're interested to learn more, or if you know somebody who struggles with what I'm about to describe or with PMDD, essentially, their website is actually a great resource. So premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PMDD is a cyclical hormone-based mood disorder with symptoms that arise usually during premenstrual or luteal phase of your menstrual cycle. And those symptoms usually disappear within a few days of menstruation. It affects about estimated 5 to 6% of women and those with active menstrual cycle. While PMDD is connected to your menstrual cycle, it's not a hormone imbalance. But what it is, is PMDD is a negative reaction in your brain to the natural rise and fall of progesterone and estrogen. It's suspected that it's actually a cellular disorder in the brain. So symptoms can get worse over time and around times like first menstrual cycle, pregnancy, birth, miscarriage, and perimenopause. And it's also an internationally recognized disorder that's regardless the country that maybe you're listening to this from or where you live, this disorder is a known, um, is a known thing. And those who have it are usually at an increased risk of things like intrusive thoughts, self-harm, and thoughts of suicide. So the way to diagnose it is actually through tracking your symptoms, which is why cycle tracking is so important. Because when you track, you essentially collect the data and you can use that data in the diagnostic process. And it is helpful both for you and also to show to your health provider in order to be able to get a proper diagnosis. And this isn't something that you can diagnose with a blood test. And in order to get the diagnosis, I would recommend you track your cycle for two to three cycles, and you should have at least five of the 11 symptoms I'm about to list. So if you have number one, changes in mood swings or increased sensitivity, number two, irritability or anger or increased personal conflict, number three, depressed mood, 
feelings of hopelessness or self-deprecating thoughts. Number four, anxiety, tension, and just general feeling on edge. Number five, decreased interest in your usual activities. Number six, difficulty concentrating. Number seven, lethargy and just very obvious lack of energy. Number eight, mark change in appetite. Maybe you're eating too much or we have a very specific food cravings. Number nine, excessive sleepiness and or maybe you have insomnia or you can't sleep. Number 10, feeling overwhelmed or completely out of control. Number 11, physical symptoms, things like breast tenderness or swelling, joint or muscle pain, sensation of bloating and weight gain. So track your cycle, as I mentioned, for about three cycles and note the symptoms. And if you have five or more of the symptoms, this is the data that you can bring to your doctor and explain to them that you're trying to get a diagnosis for PMDD and get help. You can have PMDD and hormone imbalances at the same time. However, what I do want you to remember is that PMDD is about how sensitive you are to hormones rather than being caused by hormone imbalances themselves. So symptoms of PMDD, as I mentioned, usually occur in the second half of the cycle. So it's usually between ovulation and your period. And most women report that once the period starts, they sort of feel this sense of relief and feel like themselves again. And I want to talk about how on top of all of that, women also have a lot of feelings and emotions that are associated with those symptoms. So apart from feeling just general and irritable in general, you also have feelings about your irritability and emotion full and sort of this, this sense of being full of emotions. So if you're someone that struggles with PMDD, so usually I see women associated um, have often feelings of shame and guilt around it. And you may feel shameful or guilty because you suddenly have to cancel plans or maybe you're not um, you know, responding, you're not responding to your messages, you're not answering any phone calls, you're not doing any work. So that makes you feel like there is something wrong with you, especially in our society where we love to tie in productivity with our worth having being out of commission over the course of PMDD can create a lot of shame. So for many women, they just make it mean something about them. And here's the deal. The fact that you feel like that means nothing about you at all. It's not a big deal that you cancel plans to prioritize you. And it's not a problem that you don't respond to messages because you're feeling low. And it's also not a big deal. And it doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. And try not to go into the land of I shoulds. I should socialize. I should do this. I should do that. Or why I can do it while others can. I'm a bad person. My life is horrible. None of those thoughts that tend to run in our mind is actually doing you any favor. 
And the more you tell yourself things like that, the more your brain will actually start looking for evidence to prove it. So if you say I'm a bad person, then of course your brain is going to come up for all sorts of most trivial ways in which way you're a bad person. When in reality, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad person for prioritizing yourself. And you don't have to put somebody else's your sort of you don't have to people please in order to at a cost of your own health and many of the thoughts like I'm a bad person I should do this create a lot of anxiety fear worry sadness and overwhelm and it's okay to cancel plans or make your plans tentative specifically for the second half of the cycle and confirm maybe on the day or the day before if you still want to commit to plans but not sure where you will be at that time um, during that time and one thing that I want to say is also when you experience a lot of emotions that come up because of PMDD don't pretend like it's not happening or try to shove the emotions down or maybe try to distract yourself with scrolling on Instagram or eating too much chocolate. Instead, just sit with these emotions, breathe through it. So if you experience overwhelm, just allow the overwhelm to be there. Because what happens with emotions is we've never been taught to feel them, but once we feel them, they simply just go away. As opposed to when we resist them, they keep coming back. And another thing that you can do with all intrusive and just a lot of thoughts around your conditions is on your conditions, you can question your thoughts. Because if you begin to criticize or think that this only happens to you, and this is so terrible, just question it. Because those thoughts pop into our brain, sometimes unsolicited, and you know, you can absolutely filter them. You can question your thoughts and you can disagree with them. We'll be like, yeah, okay, well, how am I a bad person? This is how I'm feeling and I'm prioritizing me. Is that bad? No, not really. And because the thoughts simply go into your head, it doesn't make them true. I also, and I want you to remember that, but on top of it, I also want to give you a bit more practical advice on how to take care of yourself. Um, both from physical standpoint and also improve your PMS and also take care of yourself when you have PMDD. So I'm going to give you six practical pieces of advice and you can start implementing one of them slowly one after another. So number one is get really good at saying no. Don't try to people please. Get yourself some time Offer to get back to people. And if people offer something and they ask you of some commitment, say either no or don't agree to everything, especially if what you're being asked falls onto your luteal phase, which is why it's so important to track your menstrual cycle and know which dates your luteal phase falls onto so you can commit to plans or you can just say, you know what, I'm going to get back to you on that. Number two is eat regular balanced meals and most importantly do not skip breakfast you just don't want to mess with your blood sugar if you're already experiencing a lot of hormonal imbalance symptoms or pmdd because blood sugar dysregulation will only add to the emotional roller coaster so things like plenty of protein 
healthy fats, veggies, and fiber, you should have those with every single meal. Number three, cut out foods that cause inflammation. So those things like added sugars, frozen foods, fast junk foods, all of that stuff is just causes inflammation, creating further discomfort. Number four, try out different exercises in the second half of your cycle. So try, sometimes try lighter exercises, sometimes go a little bit heavier, just See what works for you because movement is really beneficial, but the type of movement will depend largely depending on the person. Some of my favorites are yoga and walking in the second half of the cycle, but see what works for you, find that, and then stick to it. Number five, take magnesium. And because magnesium is one of the main nutrients that gets depleted when we're stressed. And I like to take 350 milligrams of magnesium glycinate in the second half of the cycle. It helps me to just stay stable and, and calm. And also make sure that you have plenty of B vitamins and omega-3s. One of the best sources of omega-3s is actually salmon. So add that in your diet, especially in the second half of your cycle. Number six is know that the thing that can contribute to both PMS and PMDD is actually histamine intolerance. Histamine is a chemical that is produced in your body when you have allergies, and it causes a lot of inflammation upon production. So if some people are allergic to pollen specifically in the spring, and they become extra nasally and maybe runny nose, and maybe it's like this, um, almost like a, a flu-like symptoms. And you may be heard of the medications called Benadryl that you can take for allergies that usually gives you relief. But if your body doesn't properly break down histamine, you can develop histamine intolerance. And that can contribute and specifically can worsen your PMDD symptoms. So those are some of the more practical advice for you to implement. And if you're someone who struggles with this condition and or if you're struggling with extreme PMS and you're ready to feel good about yourself and work with your body, work with your menstrual cycle, become a master at managing your stress and emotional health, and you need support because you want to get there quicker, then apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will drop the link in the show notes so you can apply to schedule a one-on-one -on -one call with me and we can chat about how I can help you because my goal is to make you feel good and confident in your body and also work with your hormones not against them so if this episode has resonated please leave a review share it with others I always appreciate the feedback I will link all of the links that I mentioned in the show notes and I want to thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Until next time. 